millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A Living History Production. Hello, listeners. And after the tragically disturbing failure <laughs> to announce this program, this podcast properly, podcast properly. Gary Bain would like to have another go at introducing the podcast. What would you like? Come on, Gary. Go. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to Peter Hart's Military History Podcast. That's so much better. Although I did hear a trace of the Duke of Westminster just being yeah. slipped in. Um, and uh, we're here on Gallipoli Day. God knows what day it is. Uh, day four. I'm going for four. Four. It's, uh, it has to be day five. Oh, excellent! I missed a day. <laughs> um, and what, what? What? Well, today is it was a big day for us, wasn't it, Gary? Was it? Yes. It was. Oh, it was a big day for us. Well, it started. It started very professionally because Valent arrived <laughs> on time, and uh, we headed off this morning straight up to Wolves Chunuk Bear Bay. And then up to Hill 971 was the first stop. It was. And was the... Over uh, that illegal road. Uh, uh, how did you find that road? Which way did you decide to look? Well, left or you right? Could look it left, is a, right? It is a little bit high, isn't it, Gary? It's very high. It's a very narrow road. Uh, our good friend, Craig Roach, thought that uh, the road had actually collapsed. He sent me a message saying the road had collapsed. Silly old Craig. Um, he so, probably passed through there before. So you had a, a choice. You could look left. All right, and I decided to put my head between my legs. Was it scary? It was very scary, Peter. I think uh, we were trying to uh, wind up one or two of the uh, uh, the customers on the the coach with us, um, and I think we managed it magnificently. It is scary. It is a scary road. And, well, uh, it's in such good condition, isn't it? As you go across it, it's wobbly. And of course, Bullent was continually talking to the distracting driver. Distracting the driver, yeah. So the driver spent most of the time looking at Bullent. I did think this was uh, a little bit far, but we got there. And uh, the driver is, of course, wonderful. Uh, and uh, he got us up to uh, Hill 971, which is uh, it's some sort of fire-watchy station um, Why is it called Hill 971? Ah, I have no idea, Gary. Can you imagine? No, no idea at all. Anyway, the, the listeners can look it up. Okay. They're, a little bit of work for them is good. We can't spoon feed them. But the the views, you know, we climbed up onto the observation point and the views 
you, you've got to to the one side, you've got Suvli, you can see the Salt Lake quite clearly. Alababa. Uh, Chocolate Hill, Green Hill, and, and you can see how close they are, one behind the other. W Hills? W Hills you can see. You call them something else, don't you? VW Hills, um, which is the only way I can manage to spot them. You're, you're literal minded, aren't you? Yeah, and then uh, you've got Hill 10 in the distance. You've, which uh, you can't see. You can't see it, but I very often ask where it is. You do. Um, you do. It's it, always been that. You had to repeat that because I wasn't listening. And then, of course, you look to the other side, and uh, you, you can see the Dardanelles. You can very clearly, very clearly. And then uh, we discussed the attack on Hill Q uh, by yeah. uh, Cecil Allenson and the the Gurkhas. Now, this is quite interesting because I've got quite a lot of time for him as a, as an officer, and he certainly had quite a lot of time for himself. Uh, but. Uh, um, there was another officer there, Mott, from the South Lancashires, who had a much more jaundiced view of the whole affair. What's interesting is they're saying, uh, Allenson's saying that they could see the straits. And one great quote was they dominated uh, Kilid Bahir. Do you think they dominated Kilid Bahir, or the big bastard, as Bolent calls it? Yeah, I mean, the, the clue is in what Bolent calls it. Yeah. It's called the big bastard. And what is the Kilid Bahir? And just explain to them again. Well, you could... <laughs> Firstly, you can see it from any point. Uh, it is the most dominant feature on the peninsula. And actually, that is your strategic objective. If you haven't got Kilid Bahia, it doesn't matter what else you do. So the tactical objectives of things like Achi Baba don't yep. matter. Kilid Bahia is the great big massif that lies massif? across... Yeah, it's a great word. That lies across the peninsula. It is massive and a massif mm. and a plateau. Massive, massive, and uh, and uh, there are no spurs off it. I hate spurs. Yeah, you do. You do hate spurs. So, um, I mean, it was interesting because you get a really good panoramic view of the whole peninsula, which is, you know, it's something that uh, is very easy for us to do. We just go up there and we have a look. Not easy for the troops to, get, troops up to there. get up there. And the poor old Gurkhas on South Lancashire got up there. They were shortly kicked off. Some shells arrived from some Allied artillery, followed by best part of a Turkish division coming up the hill. They never had a chance of keeping it. It wasn't the narrowest of margin. It wasn't a close run thing. They were kicked off because they were kicked off, and they always were going to be kicked off Hill Q. Uh, where, do, where do we go then? Uh, now, so well, we, we, drove, went, we drove, we drove back, back over it. it. That was even more scary. <laughs> and even more perversely, again, Bolland distracted the, the driver. The driver did not at any point look ahead. I was watching him, and at no point was his head at anything less than a right angle. This is Suleiman. We love you. Yeah. But, Jesus, look at the road when you're going <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, it was quite exciting. And then we went to Chunuk and we started, we started by... Uh, by going to the statue of um, Mustafa Kamel, uh, a great man I think you admire. You were a captain of industry, a great man yourself in the world of commerce and industry, and uh, you've got many things in common. Well, I think you've got to look at you know, the achievements of the man. We, we, we talked about the turning of the, the wheel of, of history yesterday and, and where you pick your time. So, you know, the Allies won, uh, sorry, lost 1915, won in 1918, arguably lost in 22. I think Kamal Ataturk yeah, wins it. the campaign. You know, he has uh, a life where uh, a reasonably man of, of reasonable low birth becomes the father of the nation. You've got to admire that. 
By campaign, you mean the sort of wheel of history. He, he emerges on he top, emerges doesn't he? He emerges on top. He, as an individual, you know, he. we, we often talk about strong men of history through, you know, the, the likes of, of Churchill and, and uh, you know, Hitler in, in, uh, in Europe. He is a strong man of history. He comes out of this as the strong man of Turkey. He certainly does. And, uh, and yes, there, he does have faults, and uh, most dictators have faults. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, I, know, I knew you would be. I, I know you. You've long hoped that one day you'd establish your own dictatorship. I believe faultless dictatorship. Faultless dictatorship. Yeah. Um, so um, we looked at that, and, and Blen told us the story of his watch that saved his life from a bit of shrapnel or a bullet, and that was good. And then we talked about the counterattack. The counterattack is really important. You know, it, it cannot be underestimated. Um, there, there, you, you mentioned, you know, it wasn't touch and go. As a campaign, I don't think any of it was ever touch and go. But there were touch and go times within the battle. And this was one. Yeah, and but the, what a counterattack it was with thousands driving over Chunuk Bay down onto uh, 39th Brigade on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what we've forgotten to mention is, of course, we visited the, the site of the Wellington's uh, stand, which which perversely is uh, around the Turkish memorial up on Chunuk Bay, because the, the New Zealanders got there first, so they picked the highest point, even though that wasn't really where they were. It was they were where they, it's vice versa. Oh, and we discussed Malone again, William Malone, uh, Lieutenant Colonel William Malone, and uh, you know he's one of my favourites. He's so bad tempered and grumpy. Yeah, uh, takes after, and I never realised until today, actually, <coughs> when we went down and looked at the memorial, his name's on that memorial. Well, because his body was never found. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that until today. Genuinely, did not realise that. And uh, he, he he fought a brave battle up there. They managed to take the summit. We talked about the New Zealanders coming up there. We talked about Malone's refusal to attack at one point when he thought it was suicide. We talked about the way Cannon Geiss's people turned up. Just in time uh, at the top, we talked about the Aucklanders' attack. We talked about all these things. But for me, what matters is that the fight of the New Zealanders. And weren't you impressed by that statistic, which obviously was wrong because I gave it, uh, of the 770-odd of the men that fought there, uh, only about 70 were unwounded at the end of the time? Yeah, I mean, whichever way you look at it, it's, it's easy to look back on history. But these are people... These are people who are getting killed and injured, some of them uh, mortally, but some of them not so, but having horrific injuries for the rest of their lives. And, you know, and they're, now they're our grandfathers or our great-grandfathers, and you still have connection with them. So it was terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. That's a ridiculously high percentage. And what did you think of uh, the the almost irony of uh, Malone's death? Well, you, you can't make a joke of someone's death, and we're not doing. But in view of his opinion of Australians, uh, it's a, it's quite sad, wasn't it, that he was hit by an Australian? Probably right at the end of that terrible day, he was hit by an Australian shell. Right at the end of the fighting. Yeah, yeah the, the the all the evidence seems to suggest that that everybody in his headquarters thought that the fighting was over for the day. Um, it, it's ironic, I suppose, uh, but uh, nobody's nobody's death should be uh, anything other than uh, necessary. And you look at that and think, well, was that necessary? Well, I'm not sure. 
Uh, anyway, we talked, and then the, so the Wellingtons are replaced. The, the other other units come in, the Wiltshires, other people, and then there's the counterattack we talked about earlier. I, I flicked out of order there, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because this is just a, a general. But also, review. we walked back over there because we had an we ice cream. Oh, well, uh, that, that's what confused me. Now, can we talk about the ice cream? I thought uh, good the ice cream. Yeah, the, the raspberry was very raspberry. Yeah, yes. I think it was cherry actually, mate. Oh no, I lost my cherry. Right, moving rapidly along again. <laughs> we then moved over to uh, descend Rhododendron Ridge. We did. <clears throat> now, now you went off because you you went off. Well, with Duddles, 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 Colonel Duddles, to you, Gary. Colonel Duddles. Try to point out, um, uh, you know, uh, your rank in the army. You need to a little bit of uh, respect for uh, your betters. I was known for respecting the officers when I was in the army. Yes, I bet you were. And uh, I went down there. We just went to see the uh, farm cemetery, which is down a long winding path, uh, perfectly easy, and then walked along top the, across the top of uh, Cheshire Ridge. He wanted to go. To, he's taking a, a, a battalion, a regiment to uh, related to the Worcestershires uh, to, see, to see the cemetery, which has got about seven graves in it. Mm. Uh, but there's many men in there because the 39th Brigade was wiped out there, fundamentally wiped out. And then I walked along the uh, the path above Cheshire Ridge, which I couldn't find the entrance to, although I wasn't going down to it. Uh, and uh, and uh, then it was exciting because I was about to meet you. Now, what had you seen on your way down? You were the main group. You were like a sort of towering figure with them, weren't you? Yeah, I was. No, so... Uh, we were we were with Valent and uh, we went down. We so we we looked at uh, some tunnels. Uh, he pointed out the entrance. Well, in fact, he, he pointed out the exit to a tunnel first on the way down, uh, and then the entrance to a tunnel. He talked about. He's always name dropping. Banged on about Peter Jackson. Who's one. Peter Jackson? Oh, he said he's the like nicest Peter he knows. Um, and then uh, we carried on down. The, the, it's um, how can I put this? You've got to watch your foot in. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not dangerous. It's it's easy to do. It's no different for a walk in a pig to suit, really, is it? No, but, but you've got to watch your footing. Um, and uh, yeah, it, 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 I stepped onto a uh, wooden step which collapsed. Uh, that's after weight. that's after we met. Yeah, that's right. Because we met you uh, right on time. We could hear certain loud-voiced individuals bellowing. Mm. Oh, I'm not one to complain. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Uh, 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 mm. But we met up, and uh, yeah, we continued down, uh, well, down and up, because uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting. People, you know, actually commented today and said, well, I thought we were going down, because there's quite a large fire road in Denton region, which is up. It is. Well, when you get to each major feature, yeah. you have to go up to it. Uh, the, we go, so we, we went across uh, uh, Tabletop, looked across to Little Tabletop. Uh, now, uh, have you ever been to Little Tabletop on Cheshire Ridge, Gary? No, no. I, I think um, uh, I, I was absent that day. Was it, uh, as you looked across, was it something you felt you wanted to do? Yeah, I think I'd probably really like to do that sometime. Oh, make sure you do. Yeah, it didn't look bad at all. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we carried on down. It's it's an interesting walk down. It takes about, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe. Uh, it, it, you can only go as fast as the slowest person. You've got to allow people to have photograph things. Uh, time to take photographs. Because there's no point doing it if you just walk down. No, and and uh, our good friend Paul Hildyard and I were composing a song on the way down. Were you? Yeah. 
We are walking down the hill. We, we are walking down the hill. We like James, but Pete will kill. We, we like James, but Pete will kill. kill. Something like that. Very nice. Yeah, it's great. The sentiments are. Uh, somewhat... You don't want to hear the second verse. <laughs> and we're not going to, folks. <laughs> we got all the way down. Um, the uneventful. No, no, no uh, Some fantastic views across to the Sphinx on good, the left. Good photograph opportunities all the way down. People were doing that. And then when we got down, we, we had lunch. Which yeah, was, next to the cemetery right at the bottom, the name of which I forgot. After lunch, we popped back onto the coach, headed back up towards to North Beach. Right. To the commemoration site. To the commemoration site. site. Oh, no, which is a fantastic site oh, of, uh, you know, the Sphinx. You're, you're beneath the Sphinx. It's for just a shame way. that to get people there, they've utterly and completely oh, destroyed uh, Anzac Cove. Which yeah. Yeah. They have. They have. But there you go. That's uh, it's uh, everybody's country. Now you went down with uh, Duddles, and I believe did a little bit of a stand where I was um, getting involved in a betting scam with one of our Turkish guides. Oh, excellent! Uh, did he you seemed win? to think I was some sort of tipster. No, I gave him two donkeys that came. I think it was fifth and last. Hooray! I think one of them's still running. Um, and D- Duddles was talking about. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'll just say, oh, uh, the, yeah, recruitment to the Australian and New Zealand forces. And in his view, that the New Zealanders had organised it better because they worked out scientifically that they could raise and keep provisioned uh, with men and organise one division. Whereas the Australians said, oh, then I will do five. And then ran out of men. Uh, I happen to think that both all the Australian divisions and the New Zealand division were quite good. So I don't. It's, uh, but they did run out of men in October 1918, really run out of men, and that was the end of their fighting. Then where do we go? I've got no we clue. Went up to a cemetery, which I can't remember the name Seventh of. Seventh Australian um, something. Oh, that's really helpful. Thanks for that. Australian. But we uh, we were looking for a particular inscription, weren't we? Well, we haven't really found it, although we found a couple. We but... found a couple that were similar, but hey ho. Uh, they'll be on our site later on. They will be. So we, we paid our respects in those uh, in of that course. cemetery, which uh, we, we can't remember the name of. Um, and then Se- we... Seventh Ambulance Field Cemetery. Sorry, it's, it's like that. Yes, it's very like that. And then, and this was new for me, I, I really quite enjoyed this. We had a, a very pleasant walk uh, across a field. Ploughed field. Ploughed field. Um, heading from there towards Taylor's Gap. Um, that's interesting. Which was a slightly less pleasant walk, to be honest. Well, I like that bit. It's the no, field no, it's I nice. Like. It's nice. It's just, you know, there was quite a lot of... Um, scrub at the scrub end. Scrub at the yeah, end. That was yeah. all right. For... Yeah, it's okay, but, you know, I probably shouldn't have worn a bikini. <laughs> well, it was very fetching, and it suited you, so I just wouldn't worry about it. And, and the yet, photographs are spectacular. And it's only a short uh, space. And you were explaining how... Um, it's really a. It's not following orders, and b. It's laziness because yeah. they they decided the left assaulting column yeah. decided to take a shortcut, shortcut, didn't they? Based on the advice of a local Greek who said, "You can come this way, Gov, and it'll be really easy, and there's nothing that could possibly go wrong." Um, except there were a few, not yeah. many, but there were a few um, well-armed determined, well-motivated Turks who had other ideas. And, uh, of course, getting two brigades, the Monash's, well, at first the Cox's Indian Brigade, 29th Indian Brigade, and then Monash's 4th 
Australian Brigade, trying to get them through there. I mean, it, was, it got quite crowded in there with us. Yeah, and that's there's true. There's only 15 that's of us uh, getting 5,000 people through there or whatever it is. It was just really difficult. They got blockage, kept stopping, had to send off people to try and clear the snipers away. Stoppage is stoppage. Uh, Monash was trying to clear it. Cox was trying to clear it. But they just, time passed, time passed, and, and they just get hopelessly, hopelessly behind schedule. And uh, whose fault is it? Well, the the, the rumour is, I, and I've never been quite certain of whether it's true or not, they shot the Greek. I hope they didn't, but knowing the British Army, I bet they did, mm. uh, for, for, for bad advice. Uh, they should have gone round, if you look at them at Waldron's Point, but they didn't. They went uh, through... Uh, it is a shortcut. It is it a is great a shortcut. shortcut. Well, we came out of it. But when we came out of it, I was blathering on with a cheery, blathery type Pete fashion. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's very easy to get lost in this valley. I go there. You uh, went you, the wrong way. And you can go wrong by up to 90 degrees. And, and you went the wrong way. And Belen asked me which way and to go. And I way. went the wrong way. And how many degrees was I out by? Oh, about 45. Yeah. There we go. And uh, that, that, that's, it's difficult. And if you go through at night, that's the sort of thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to pretend that it was a deliberate thing to show people, you know. And oh, they, they, they swallowed that. Did they? Yeah, and then I went around and disabused them of that. If you, you told them I was just an idiot. Yeah, I said that you had no idea. But it was, a, it was a great walk. Not long, probably just over the hour, I think. Actually. Not long. Uh, we went over Damak Jellic Bear. Uh, and then across, oh, visited one of Roger's favourite wells. Yeah, he was blathering on about beehives, but I really didn't understand what about it was. Honey, was it? I didn't understand that. And that's not a rude or anything no, joke. No, no, he no. really was blathering on about beehives. And uh, and then uh, then we went up to Hill Sixty, always a favourite place of mine. And uh, we 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 sort of gave we talked about the attack on the. It's just a bit earlier than the main attack on the twenty first, where these poor Australians attacked attacked across from Damak Jellic Bear. The route we'd come and were slaughtered. And we talked about the fields catching fire. Mm. We talked it was all a bit grim, wasn't it? It was. And people were tired as well by this. So they, there's no point it's hot. People were tired. Some, some of the people with us uh, are, are very enthusiastic. I'm gonna give Warren a, a shout out at this at this point. Warren, Warren Smith, Smith. Uh, because we, we were able to entrust him with a couple of the readings. They were a bit long but because he, he you know some were tired. He wasn't. He, he's been very enthusiastic, yeah, very helpful. Great guy. And uh, he, he did two readings, I think. He did, yeah, he did. Well, he did uh, later. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we did the readings there and talked about that. And then we went, remember, to the look at the cemetery, yeah. which was great. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. And and uh, then you had a map, didn't you, which you you got off the, uh, one of our websites. And you, you were quite interested. It was drawn by Malcolm Han- Hancock, who I'd interviewed. And it showed the layout, basic layout of the trenches and where we were, and that was very handy, wasn't it? Yeah, and and, and it also demonstrated that the the shape of the cemetery and the memorial was in the shape of the trench system and the roads, for want of a better word, at the time. I don't think I think he drew this from memory, he did. having uh, located. I think it was a crater that that was his reference point. Oh, well, he went out there in 1980, and I think he did, or 1986. Even. Uh, but it was a great little map, and it was very useful to pass around. And I think everybody got something from that map. Yeah. You know, we got professional soldiers such as Duddles, for example, who was keen to look at the map. But even you know, just people who don't perhaps use maps on a regular basis could could appreciate where we were on that map. And um, we were looking at the final. So we we looked at uh, poor old uh, Hugh Throssell. 
Uh, yeah. And this heroic defence of uh, after they'd taken finally taken on the night I can't remember at the end of August uh, the, the the final defence and he got VC for his actions on that oh, night. Rightly so, I think that that what a know. fight. Um, and uh, we always remember Sid Ferrier who had his arm blown off and still chirpy and cheerful. He died, of course. It's very very upsetting in some ways. Well, in many ways. Uh, and we talked about how. The point of the hill is it's a double-crowned hill, and the British wanted one, sorry, had had to keep one and wanted the other crown, and the Turks had to keep one crown and, and, and wanted the British one. And the reason was is that the, the one on the British side dominated all the link between Suva and Anza, and the one on the other, the one on the Turkish side dominated all the way round behind uh, the W hills and behind the Turkish sides. And of course, both sides just got the one they wanted, yeah. or not, sorry, the one they needed, but not, not the, the one, one they, they wanted. wanted yeah. And so the fighting there was dreadful, and there was bones all over the fields there. And we went up to see what, what we meant by that. And it was those bones and everything, and it was called Bomber Tepe. And we had that picture, which again, Warren had downloaded and, and was able to show to everybody of all the bones on the, yeah. on the hill. And I and Roger Chapman and many other people with tours over the years, with Matt's tours, our tours, have found bones in that field. Mm. It's always a bit uh, chastening and uh, almost worrying. Uh, we just briefly walked up there, had a quick look across to W Hills. Um, just to prove it to just, the people. Yeah, yeah, and, and arguably that is the most visible point to see them. You can't mistake them from that position. No, you can't. No, the uh, VW The VW Hills. Uh, we headed back to the coach, and that was pretty much the end of the day. Back to the Cum oh, Hotel. Oh, you might think it's the end of the day, but for oh. me, <laughs> there was an ice cream. There was another ice cream opportunity. There's right. a theme developing here. Well, I do like ice cream, don't, yeah. don't you? No. You seem to have one. I'm on a diet. <laughs> had a salad for lunch and then 15 ice creams. Well, that's, that's what life's like on a battlefield tour, Gary. Mm. Looking forward to tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Subla. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to learn more about each episode. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you have a couple of options. You can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee forward slash PGMH or consider subscribing to the podcast for only £2 per month and get ad-free listening and bonus content. You can find links for both on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. Sounds great, doesn't it?